0: It is Friday, February 9. Mike Fiddle and I are going live, having a look at the weekend schedule, some stream targets, and probably touching on trade deadline because that's what we're talking about at the moment. This is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. I'm the type to get shit though. You're the type to observe. March man on my speakers, but today's November 23rd. Got something loud in the blind, yeah. I don't say what I want, yeah. Probably somewhere sunny in tan. Foreign women
1: in the Sonia. This all that I need. This all that I need. This all that I need. Come up with yeah. me. Come up with me. And my mama's happy. This all that
0: I need. Welcome to the Balls Deep Podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. I am your host, Adam King, at AdamKing91 on Twitter. At FBI Basketball on Twitter is where you can find us, uh, fbi.com, fbibasketball.com is the website. Uh, as always, for a Friday afternoon, Friday evening, I'm joined by Mike Fiddle, uh, fresh off. You, you did a show about, I want to say, three hours ago, uh, talking about the betting repercussions following the trade deadline. Uh, I caught some of that as I was waking up and, and getting ready for the day um we weren't here last week uh you were off at a at a wedding uh living your best life so we we actually missed last week's show how was the trip um good to be home or, or you enjoy being on the road
1: both are couldn't be equally more true it's nice to get out every once in a while i went to my college roommate's wedding we were briefly chatting about it before hopping on the air it was a great time i was a groomsman for the wedding spent a lot of time on the dance floor might have a crush on the bride's sister, TBD, if that becomes a thing. Um, but also great to come home. You know, I missed I miss my dog, Bronny. I'm in beautiful San Diego, California right now, so it's hard to call any place but this paradise. Uh, yeah, good on all accounts. And in terms of the, the show that I did, you said I did a show three hours ago. You were doing a show three minutes ago. Um, <laughs> I, I just quickly want to say before we get started. If anyone here is a gambler who also does stuff in the fantasy world like me, go bet the NBA coach of the year and split your bet up between Mark Dagnault and Chris Finch. Both are being offered at plus odds. I did a breakdown on my podcast about how you can weight those to get a 50% profit and return on investment, regardless of who wins. Take both of those names now. They're going to finish... One or two in the in the West, and whichever one is gonna of those two is gonna get it. It's pretty much a guaranteed return on investment. It cashes on April nineteenth, so about two months away. So it's a short term investment on a future with a fifty percent ROI.
0: Yeah, we, we were actually on the show that I was just on with the Insight Fantasy guys and and Alex Raclean. We we briefly mentioned the Coach of the Year, um, and and uh, I think it was Skiddy mentioned Mark Dagnall, and I thought. I think it's him or Chris Finch for, for me this year because I thought in the East, I don't really see anyone. Um, the teams are sort of doing what we thought they would do. Whereas in the West, uh, the the Thunder and the Timberwolves have exceeded all expectations. So I think I think they're probably the two clear favourites for me anyway, um, even without knowing what the betting lines are or anything like that. Yep. Hard uh, agree. Right. So let's bring up, the, uh, the slides. so yeah as per usual, we'll just run through the weekend schedule, um, including Monday night, uh, have a look at some streaming targets and then at the end we'll just just touch on some winners from the fantasy uh, from a fantasy perspective in regards to the trade deadline. So uh, the schedule for the next four days, we've got six games tonight. 11 tomorrow, so a heavy slate tomorrow because Sunday there's only two early games due to the Super Bowl, and then we come back with a a reasonably heavy schedule on Monday with 10 games. So uh, we've got a handful of teams, both with three games in four days, and and then a handful of teams with one game. Uh, Those with three games, we've got Atlanta, Charlotte, Houston, New Orleans, Philly, Toronto, and Washington. And the teams that, that we're avoiding with one game are uh, Detroit, the Lakers, Miami, Orlando, Phoenix, Portland, and Utah. Uh, and all right, going straight into the, the teams, the streaming. Now, obviously, with a few of these teams, we've had some trades that have gone gone down in the past 24 hours. So we might have some players that are potentially going to play. We're, we're already seeing some of those uh, trade, not victims, but the, the players that were involved in the trade are getting cleared to play. Um, so if I'm I'm just reading through the injury report very quickly, uh, Buddy Heald is playing tonight and starting, I believe, for Philly. So that, that's where we're at in Philly. Um, that the, they've got so many injuries. Uh, we've got, I think, Dennis Schroeder is available uh, tomorrow for the Spurs. Campaign is playing tonight. Uh, as well i think the Knicks guys have been cleared Boyan Bogdanovich Alec Burks will be playing so so we are seeing some of them getting cleared and I'm just waiting to see if uh Kelly Oubre gets uh, not not Kelly Oubre. Kelly Olenek gets cleared to play tonight because I've picked him up in a couple of leagues so it will be a nice little bonus if he's available. Um what I might do actually I'm gonna while well, I'm while we're talking about the track let's just start with the deadline stuff um your thoughts because i know you you covered the deadline in your show earlier today from a betting perspective um putting your fantasy hat on who who are the winners for you like i've got a a few names here obviously players that i think were winners and and should be uh picked up or, or streamed
1: in or whatever do any clear winners for you The ones that are most owned right now, Nemhart, clear winner. Matherin, clear winner. Bagley, clear winner. Walker Kessler, very clear winner. TBD, I mean, these are all people who are going to get little bumps in uh, playing time, like Cody Martin for today, example. I did a write-up for the Action Network about his points prop 15 or more points today at plus 250. He's going to get more opportunity. We'll see what happens when LaMelo comes back. Trey Mann is finally gonna get a chance. They just waived Book Knight and uh Ish Smith. Ish Smith. Yep. He can go to his twenty-seventh team um of all time. Uh Paul Reed with the Embiid injury has probably been scooped up. Simone Fontacchio. Like it, it's going to be interesting how much whether he's the winner or the right person on this list should be Asor Thompson as the clear mm-hmm. winner in Detroit. Yeah. Um, or a guy like Jaden Ivey. Um I'm really glad I grabbed Nemhart earlier this season and he's been one of my guys. I think the people who have had Walker Kessler and been frustrated, uh, take a deep breath, take a sigh of relief. He should probably be all right moving forward. Yeah, yeah, Nembhardt's an interesting one because he's sort of
0: one of those guys that's been probably added and dropped a lot in, in most leagues and... He's starting, but he hasn't been great the last couple of games. But I've held him in a couple of spots just to see it. And so I think with the with Buddy Heald moving out, um, I
1: also might be thinking Neesmith is Neesmith the better one. Which one? Neesmith is the better one.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I have Neesmith. Yeah, so I
1: didn't. He is very clear, and I just
0: didn't have him on this list because I figure he's not available anywhere, um, right, or shouldn't be. But Nemhard is, is also, I think, a, a winner, but just doesn't have that upside. But if
1: you need some assists and steals, he, he's worth a look. Um,
0: yeah, so, go one, so...
1: if you one more winner who's not on the list. Yep. And who might be floating around a waiver wire. Jalen Suggs with no trades in Orlando.
0: hmm
1: The yep. heavy rumors of them trying to bring in a more established point guard, whether that was pre-agency... Uh, it looks like he's going to retain his starter role and his usage role the entire season. So people who grabbed that Suggs strain and we're holding a top 100 guy. Hopefully he picks it back up a little bit. Hopefully he's a little bit rest assured. Some of this is might be a comfort thing. Now that we've gotten through the deadline, you know Fultz is back, which is going to limit uh, the Suggs upside, but Suggs should be just fine the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then, obviously, a few other names I've got on here. Um, Marcus Sasser, maybe, in Detroit. There's a a few question marks around that Detroit rotation as a whole. Uh, We don't know what what Quinton Grimes' minutes are going to look like. Where is Isaiah Stewart going to slot in when he comes back? Uh, There's a common sense sort of, I guess, line of thinking with what, what we all think they should do and the minutes and how the minutes should play out. But there's also the Detroit... Line of thinking, which doesn't always match up with common sense. So, it's it's a bit of a wait and see in uh, in Literally, Detroit yeah. and Charlotte. Yeah, I think Charlotte's similar. What well, like, what are they going to do at that point guard spot? Um, if well, if and when Lamelo comes back, we know he starts. But until that time, is it Trey Mann? Cody Martin's been starting there. They have Nick Smith. They have Bryce McGowans. Um, as you said, they have waived a couple of those options, so it narrows it down a bit, but yeah, it's they they're
1: literally playing for nothing. so um, we'll see what they do. See I what saw they do a- there. Lomelo too that he said he's uh, waiting to get back to full health and full health is the only thing that matters. So doubt we see yeah. Lamello before the all-star break and hopefully after.
0: Uh, so looking at the teams, there there weren't a lot. As I said, I think there's seven teams that have four uh, four three games, sorry, in the next four days, um, starting in Atlanta. Uh, DeJounte Murray is questionable, I believe, still for tonight. I haven't seen an update come through.
1: They're going to let that one go down to the wire because they all think he got arrested last game because he was going to get traded. So now they're just doing their PR (laughs) maintenance campaign and keeping us all guessing. I think he's going to be active.
0: I hope so. And and they have an early game. I think they're one of the first games. So we should know probably, well, hopefully in the next
1: sort of half hour to 45 minutes. Um, Edding line says DeJounte Murray's playing. It's moved one and a half points since in the last hour and a half. Okay. All right. So that's
0: that's very good. If you if you do have Dejounte Murray, Tyrese Maxi is still questionable, um, but just coming through that he's not on the court for his normal warm up, uh, and Nick Nurse is expecting campaign to start. So that would I, I don't know what the betting is indicating here, but to me that
1: might say that Maxi is out for tonight. Um. There's still plus. No, I would assume Maxi's probably good to go. I'm going to check okay. on all that right now. Okay.
0: Um. Anyway, so in Atlanta. Oh, Maxi, uh,
1: right, it just popped out. Maxi will not go through pregame warm-ups.
0: Yeah, so, okay. So
1: let's see. Uh, it doesn't
0: necessarily mean he's not playing, but um, probably not a good sign. But probably anyway, not we'll a good see. sign. And he looked uh, really
1: sick and, and yeah. hurting last game.
0: Uh, in Atlanta, Sadiq Bey, uh, DeAndre Hunter. So Hunter obviously had that really big game where he had 20, 27 points or something, but he's done this in the past. But if you just need some points, um, he's worth a look. Uh, Sadiq Bey, much the same points and threes. And then I, I mainly put Matthews in there if DeJounte doesn't play. So if DeJounte plays, which it, you said it's looking like he will, we're probably not considering Matthews outside of very deep leagues, but both Bay and Hunter can have some value uh, as as streamers. Anyone else? Um, and, and we're assuming a Kongu is rostered everywhere. Um, let, let's
1: sort of – let's get that out of the way. Um, no, I think Atlanta's – we know what we got. We got a pretty mellow deadline from them, so I'm good with yep. them.
0: Um, so on to Charlotte. We, we have touched on Charlotte a little bit. Uh, we, we did get word this morning that Mark Williams is going to be out for at least another four weeks. With his back injury, I'd just rule him out for the season. Um, it's it's not good. I mean, you're you're the back guy here on the on the show, having had your your share of back injuries. Uh, are we expecting him to miss the season here? Uh, just given that there doesn't seem to be any progression or any improvement. Like, how worried I, are we about this injury?
1: I think back things are predictably unpredictable so i yeah. think questionable tags and game time decision tags and maybe trying it just seems like what's the point right mm. like if lamelo's yep. going to be out right now let's see what happens after the all-star break right around the corner that would be if we're still seeing this at the all-star post all-star break let's have the same discussion for now let's just not expect anything new to change in the next week but hopefully he gets back to being okay we've seen like michael porter junior has become a consistent player with who is Troubled by back problems for yeah. a while. Yeah. Uh, there has been a few others. I mean, Ben Simmons is the reverse case. Whether you think it's mental or 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 spine, I'm always one who thinks the Ben Simmons problems have always been more spine related than mental. Um, yeah. So well, it, it, it can go either way.
0: Yeah. So for the, I mean, the names I've got here, obviously I've got Cody Martin, uh, Nick Smith Jr. and Bryce McGowans, but. I mean, take your pick because they've only got one, two, yep. three, four, five. They've only maybe got sort of nine players that they can pick from. Nathan Mensah could play minutes at centre. Um, JT Thor, they they waived book night. Um, Leaky Black ha- has started a couple of games. It's really pick your poison here and, and just hope. But I think Cody Martin, for me,
1: would be the clear priority if he's available in your league. Cody Martin, and then I, I would think it's going to be Trey Mann once he's active. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Once he once he's clear, but he's he's been ruled he's out for tonight. Been. Right. Um, over to Houston. Uh, I've got a men Thompson, Cam Whitmore, and Jeff Green. Uh, Thompson, obviously, with with Van Fleet out for it, uh, like up until the All Star break. Um, Thompson has he started the last game? He had a double double, I believe. Thirteen points, thirteen rebounds, and i want to say six or seven assists um, he he's he's just a must add for the next week i think beyond that probably not assuming their rotation goes back to what it was before the van fleet uh injury uh jeff green uh look i mean that's a bit bit more of a desperation move but um Dylan Brooks, if he's available, go and grab him as well. Um, But for me, it's
1: Whitmore and Thompson are the the two pretty clear priority pickups here. Yep, Thompson's probably added in most leagues at this point, especially the active ones, especially with the Van Vliet injury, him getting 34 minutes last game. Cam Whitmore, been steady around that 20-minute mark. So if he's going to do that, they can put up points. The only problem with playing into short rotation guys in Houston, Adam, is they're a generally a top 10 defense and a bottom 10 offense. So when you stream into that, your returns aren't going to be what they are versus when you stream into Charlotte or you stream yeah. into Indiana, for example, Sacramento. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, makes sense. So you're probably, yeah, you're looking at you're streaming more for – Category leagues, I guess, if you're yep. looking at Houston, because defensive stuff and, and, and the counting stats. That whereas
1: they'll be there. Yep. Yeah. Indiana, Atlanta, Charlotte, they're, they're just points, a lot of points. Um, but the uh, it should be pointed out that, like, if Amen Thompson's available, he should be prioritized in the case that he does take on a larger role as the season progresses, right? Because he struggled to start the season and now he's playing good basketball. And when you have a guy like t who prioritizes trusting his players and defense, uh, we're seeing Jalen Green's minutes go the other way. And do we get Amen Thompson's to stay there? If so, he's a very versatile fantasy player, both Thompson twins, big winners right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So New Orleans is the, is the next team I want to look at. Um, But just coming through Kelly Olenek and Ochai Agbaje have been cleared to play tonight. So both will presumably make their debut for Toronto um and we will i mean we'll see what their role looks like um i don't know i'm hoping that that they roll with Kelly Alinic at the four and move Trent back to the bench what, what do you do you think that's where they go here or will they bring Alinic purely off the bench as a backup to five
1: it's a great question. Uh, I think Olenek probably we're gonna have to wait until we see who he pairs well with. Everyone's slamming Toronto for this trade, and everyone's. And then I threw out the question yesterday, Adam. Maybe you could try and answer this: Who wins the trade between GM Danny Ainge and GM Masai Ujiri in this in this case? Because they're notoriously known for only doing deals that they win. So someone name a winner, and no one seems to be able to do it. Everyone's like, well, why and why and why? Um, Kelly O'Linick, here's the why for Toronto. He fits well, and he's shown that next to in Utah, next to young players. He's really a really good development piece. So he's still going to get 18 plus minutes and hopefully up to 25 minutes and be very fantasy useful. So as long he's as he's active on an NBA team, because that's what he provides. And now being paired with guys like RJ Barrett and Scotty Barnes and Quickly and all the other young guys that they've brought in recently. Look for Olenek to kind of like try and shepherd the young guys up to, he's like their Alex Caruso culture guy for the Bulls. He's a role player who could really help the young guys. And his contract, we'll have to talk about him next year because it'll it'll it's very flexible for the team.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping he does get a role here. We've seen what he can do when he plays meaningful minutes. He can be a, a, a pretty solid fantasy player. And, yeah, and I think cat. he could do it all. He can, um, and he, he feels like the, a guy, like, obviously with some of these players that have come over to new teams, that there's going to be a transition period of a few games where they need to get used to the offense and, and their teammates and that sort of thing. Alinic feels like a guy that you could sort of just drop in anywhere, and his game re- can really fit alongside a, a number of players, and to me, just the fact he's in Canada, he's Canadian. Um, he's he's home. I don't know whether his family, whether he's now much closer to home. And but mental health, just not that there's been ever any indication of of, of anything like that with Kelly Olynyk. But just going home, I mean, what's that going to do for him? Maybe maybe that um, is a positive as well. So yeah, time will tell. We'll see. We'll see how he goes tonight. Um, in New Orleans, uh, we've got. Zion Williamson, doubtful. Jonas Valanciunas, questionable. I believe that's still where we're at. Uh, Nothing coming through for the Pelicans yet. So Larry Nance, for me, would be a a pretty high-priority pickup, especially if Valanciunas is out tonight. Uh, Trey Murphy and Dyson Daniels have been playing well lately as well. So I think all three of those are, are, are viable pickups tonight. Is there anyone else in New Orleans that you'd be
1: targeting? Um, Larry Nance would be the guy for me. I think. Did we get the word that Zion's active yet?
0: Uh well, he was doubtful. I think that was the last that I saw.
1: Oh, really? Because um, he's been playing on this heel contusion the last few games, so that's a turn yeah. for me. I'm going to check on it right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's still he's still doubtful from from what I can see, and, and Valentin is questionable.
1: Um, oh, then Nance Nance would be an absolute priority. Yeah.
0: Um, it, it's not a. I mean, it's not a super favorable matchup because I think they play the Lakers uh, tonight. But it's a
1: back-to-back.
0: It is. Uh, it is. Uh, AD is well. AD and LeBron are questionable. They're always questionable. Um, but it's They're Nance's called. former team. Oh, hey, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'd be adding Nance if he's available. Trey Murphy certainly will have more opportunity on the offensive end with Zion out. Uh, and Dyson Daniels, just for your defensive stuff, if you need some assists and steals, um, I think
1: he's worth a look. He's been playing 21, 22 minutes uh, over the past week. So so a nice star. I've, uh, I've actually been rostering Dyson Daniels myself recently uh, for the defensive stuff. Yeah, He was rumored to be potentially traded or there was a potential DeJounte Murray to New Orleans trade that was brewing. And I could only think that must have included Dyson Daniels going back to pair next to Trey Young, and everyone who had Dyson Daniels on their fantasy team could have only dreamed of that pairing.
0: Yeah, yeah, Daniel. Uh, I love Daniels. I mean, he's Australian, but yeah, he's. Um...
1: Sorry, I think he's pretty Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be targeting Larry Nance. He could do it all, especially if you're going to go against the Lakers. Probably the, the Zion questionable stuff is related to them having a back-to-back and only wanting to play him once. So yeah. let's assume Nance gets one start in this in this two set of games. It should still be close to 40 minutes, maybe even more than 40 minutes over the next two contests with decent usage. And he could he could do it all besides, you know, threes pretty much.
0: Yeah, and if Valentunis is out, that that ceiling only goes up. So
1: yeah,
0: um, I think there's enou- enough there to grab him, and then a bonus if if Falintunas is out. Um, all right, over to Philly. Uh, as I said, dealing with with a few injuries uh, here, but that normally means that there's some streaming value. So Paul Reed, if if he was dropped, um, if if anyone who picked him up has been a bit frustrated with. What he's been doing, they might have dropped him. So I'd certainly go and pick him up. Uh, Mo Bumba is going to play those backup minutes uh, if you need some blocks. Kelly Oubre, he's just going to fire up a thousand shots. They're not necessarily going to go in, but if you're looking for someone with um, an upside of sort of twenty plus points, um, and Kenyon Martin, just because because of their depth, really, he, he's someone in, in deeper leagues. But um, they do have. Uh, Buddy Heald available tonight. They do have campaign available tonight, so that helps them. But Batum is out, Melton's out, Embiid's out, Covington's out. So, yeah, there, there's some value here. Uh, anyone else that I've missed uh, or, or, or what would be a
1: priority order for you? Well, if we think is going to be out, then who do we add onto this list? Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: it's, well, probably campaign. Um especially if nurse has already come out and said that he's going to start tonight. Yeah, there you go. Let's add campaign buddy. Hill
1: yeah. do we think he's owned probably. He
0: probably is, but if he is available, I'd, I'd be adding him and holding him. I'd say, um, uh, cause yep. Philly
1: are going to need him moving forward. So, uh,
0: what about Kyle yeah.
1: Lowry? I mean, I know that this is not for tonight, but very probably, we have the indications that he's going to be released by Charlotte as a buyout guy and then signing with the Philadelphia 76ers, especially with them moving on from Patrick Beverly. It's another yep. indication they just didn't really care. They're going to get Kyle Lowry. He's going to go into that role. Does Lowry interest you as a guy to get ahead of someone else trying to grab him from Philly? Do you think he's going to you know, be useful there at all? Uh, I think... Maybe in in very
0: specific builds. If all you need is assists and some steals, then yeah. then maybe. But I mean, he 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 was playing decent minutes to start the season uh, in Miami, so he he had a role there, and he, and he wasn't really must roster um, right. at all this season. So deeper leagues, yeah, I'd certainly consider
1: him. But but I in standard leagues, yeah, I, I wouldn't be prioritizing him. I don't think. I think we're going to have to talk about him plenty of times later in later weeks, as we keep doing this throughout the end of the yeah. season. I think he's going to be one of those guys that floats right in that streamer zone. Yeah, I
0: think so too. Um, over to Toronto, we, we did just touch on Toronto a little bit, but um, I've got Gary Trent, Grady Dick and Chris Boucher. Now with the, with Abaji and uh, Alinic both named to play tonight. Uh, i I'd have,
1: Boucher probably out.
0: both of them on my on my
1: list. Um, over, over Boucher, I would assume, in both cases too.
0: Yeah, I think so. Boucher was just there because I, I didn't know whether Alinek yeah. or Agbaje will play. Um, they're relatively healthy now. Uh, their starters are, are all good to go tonight. Bruce Brown is good to go. Uh, so they're probably going to run with, I would say, a nine or 10-man rotation uh, Boucher may not even be in the rotation if if they go with Kelly Alinic at the backup center spot. Um, Jordan Nwora could have a role, maybe that they've got sort of these fringy guys. Jonte Porter possibly goes out of the rotation as well. Uh, it really depends, I think, on whether they're going to play Alinic as the backup five or are they going to play him alongside Pirtle or, or mix it up and and I wouldn't if you picked up Alinic like I have in a couple of leagues, I wouldn't just base your your sort of expectations on what we see tonight because it's first game for a new team so um like i said i think i think you can drop him in and he'll play well but he might only play 18 minutes tonight where where he might ramp up to sort of 25 or 26 at some point in the next week so uh, anything else for for toronto
1: no i don't think agbaji's in out Grady Dick if you need threes and Grady Dick potentially a player that could start to get more run moving forward because they yeah. really need shooting out there. So,
0: Okay. So I'm just reading here. It says um probably won't. Okay. So Igbaji and Alinic and have been cleared but likely won't play tonight. So there you go. I guess forget everything we just said. And, and maybe Chris Boucher does – of-
1: yeah, and it's the front end of a back-to-back. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, look, so maybe
0: it, it is Boucher um, here. Maybe it is Jonte Porter. Maybe it's some of those guys. Um, Trent and Grady Dick would probably be more priority, though, than, than those others. Um, over to Washington, the last team that has three games in the four nights. Uh, Bilal Koulibaly, we, we were sort of... He was one of those names that was being floated around as a stash um, heading into the deadline under the assumption that the Wizards would make some moves here and, and maybe get rid of Jordan Poole or, or Kyle Kuzma, which they didn't. Uh, they did get rid of Daniel Gafford, but is Koulibaly someone that we are rostering, someone that we think no, his role could in, increase? Like, how do you view him moving
1: forward now given that the, the Wizards' rotation stayed pretty much the same? Nope. I've been loud and clear on this. The few times that we've talked about him on the pod uh, over the last few weeks, we, we, we talked about it more in the beginning of the season when he had a few yeah. glasses and people was like, is she a stash? And I said, if you start holding Bilal Kulabali, you're going to hurt your team more than help it. And I don't think this is the year for him. I don't think much changed to the deadline. I think he's going, going to be above a top 130 player, uh, like worse than 130. So no reason. Skip it. Corey Kispert, right. I would, I would, I'd rather go Corey Kispert and just play in for a few threes and have the better version of Grady Dick.
0: Yeah. I don't have Koulibaly anywhere. I mean, I can see if you want to take a flyer on him, I'm, I'm not overly high on him, but yeah, look, I do think, I mean, I do think he'll, he'll be playing pretty heavy minutes at some point, um, but I'm just not sure he's consistent enough. And, and his offensive game is really raw at the moment. So some defensive stuff, Corey Kispert, uh, he's coming off a pretty good game. I think he had like a 20-point game, I want to
1: say. He's a good player. He's a – he's a – he's a he's their Max Struess.
0: Yep, yep. He's been on uh, a good
1: run, and he he's reliable.
0: He has, yeah. So he's had – looking, last four games, uh, he's played at least 25 minutes in all four, uh, over 30 in two of those. He has four double-digit games, at least 23 points in two of those. Uh doesn't do a lot else. Um, can get a couple of assists and 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 sometimes lucks into a steal, um, but efficiency is he's great from the free throw line. Hits a, yeah a lot of threes as we said. So I, I don't mind him. Uh, and then the question I suppose tonight because Marvin Bagley is out. He he was one of the winners um, with the the fa- from the fantasy deadline. Obviously the trade deadline. Um, but he's out tonight. Uh, so is Rashawn Holmes. So is it Eugene Omarui? I mean he's not even really a true center I don't think but I think he's probably going to play uh, and if you just if you need a center uh, I'm pretty sure he's coming off a decent game as well. I think I saw when I was looking at numbers uh on oh, no, a game before. So not the last game, game before he played 23 minutes, had 16 and 10 with three steals. What do you think about him? Uh, short-term with, with no Rashawn Holmes and no Marvin Bagley.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's literally nobody else, right? Somebody's, <laughs> somebody's got to catch the rebounds, the old Chris Humphreys role in, in for the New Jersey Nets. Yep. Between him and Koulibaly, because the rotation is so short, you could view them as short-term streams for the three games in four days if you need that. Um, Pre-All-Star break would be a good thing to do. Um, but if you could target a... Player who maybe after the deadline you think is going to have more staying power. That's that's always my preference. But good targets considering the rotation. It's three games in four days, but probably you're getting added pieces back tomorrow.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And and I mean Washington are playing Boston tonight in Boston, so it yeah. could be a game uh, where their starters only play 24 minutes or something. Um, yeah, I think we were talking on the show that I was on before this about overs and unders and bets and and stuff and. Uh, we, we sort of came to the conclusion we think Chris dapps might have a, a decent game tonight, given he'll be up against Omarui or Kyle Kuzma or whoever they decide to float yeah. out. And center. it's a
1: revenge game for him too.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, up against his former team. Um, Tyrese Maxey has been ruled out for tonight. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so that's, I guess, we're going with campaign um, as a streamer for tonight. So if you've... If you've got a spot and you've got time, um go, go bet under two hundred
1: and forty-five total points if you have the time. That's what you should do. Okay. Yeah, with this
0: and 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 uh Kelly Oubre for over, I don't know what, 30 shot attempts. He, he's gonna shoot it a lot. All right. And I think that was it, because I think my last yeah, my last slide was the
1: trade one, but we, we sort of jumped in. One ahead other that. thing we gotta talk about. Yep. Um, OKC is not a three and four, but they do have a back to back with that really light Sunday schedule because okay. they play on Super Bowl Sunday. So they're a Saturday, Sunday team, which is worth discussing, and the Gordon Hayward implications. Um, so I don't really know. Like, is it a Lou Dort pickup for that Saturday, Sunday before, um, before they get Gordon Hayward ramped up to speed, do we think he's gonna come in and be active right away? Is he someone that people should be targeting if he's been dropped? Because it's been since like December, since he even was active and played. How do we feel about the OKC situation?
0: Uh, I think he plays minutes when he when he's back and he's and he's playing. I think he's probably 26 to 28 minutes, but he's ruled he, out through all star game. He is, yeah. So so he's not gonna play this week um, yeah. so, so we're not worrying about it yet but I mean yeah if he was dropped um, he's he's I think he'll have some value at some point um, just and I think the fact that the the Thunder have already shown that they're not afraid to run without Josh Giddy and, and they play Isaiah Joe they play Kason Wallace as that fifth starter to close the game in a lot of situations. I could certainly see Gordon Haywood stepping into that role um, to close games. So while I don't think he starts, I think there is still a path to him playing close to starters minutes, assuming his body can handle it. Uh, that, that'll that be the question with Gordon Haywood. Um, I'm really happy for Gordon Haywood, given just the fact that he, were, he went to Boston when they were sort of on the up and then he had that, obviously, that um, leg injury which sort of derailed his career, and he then went to Charlotte, and he's just sort of been floundering on a team that has no real direction. So, from a personal standpoint, uh, just for him, I think it's really good that he's now on a team that is on the up and will probably be contending this year.
1: Yep, this is yeah, this is all good news for them. I just, I'm, yep. I'm very happy. I just got in that bet. Sorry, I was a little distracted.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, so, Dejounte Murray's okay. out. There we go. That's annoying. Yep. Oh, Dejounte um, Murray out and yep. Maxi out and Maxi out. Yep. So Paddy Mills is also out in Atlanta. So if you're looking at uh, some streaming in Atlanta, I, I guess maybe Garrison Matthews does come back up into into discussions. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich will come into the starting lineup. DeAndre Hunter uh, gets a bump. He's Playing. Yes, DeAndre Hunter is playing tonight. Sadiq so, Bay's still out. Sadiq Bay, no, Sadiq Bay's playing. Okay. Uh Wesley Matthews is also out. So it really leaves their guard depth at Trent Forrest, Garrison Matthews. Um maybe Kobe Buffkin gets some minutes. Yep. Uh, so
1: Matthews points.
0: Matthews is out. Garrison Matthews is out. Oh, Garrison Matthews. Sorry, sorry, on where's Matthews? Yeah, Garrison Matthews for threes and points. Um,
1: I yeah, think West it'll
0: be Matthews. a lot of, of Trey Young. Um, Sadiq Bay will get more shots. Kongwu will need to do a bit more offensively. Jalen Johnson will, will get more shots. So just a little bit more to go around uh, on a team that, that obviously likes to play at a fast pace and, and scores a lot of points against a Philly team that is well down on troops. So uh, could be some... Yeah, interesting stat lines coming out of that game tonight. All right, let me close that.
1: I'm angry that the OKC Thunder didn't get Xavier Tillman. Yeah, Boston, yeah, Boston did Austin really well. Boston gets him for what, two seconds and, and scoops him up for the end of their rotation and, and for eventual playoff spot. Meanwhile, OKC has no big man depth. They have 117 yep. first-round picks. They give away a first round pick to Dallas Mavericks in exchange for a potential first round swap in 2028. That doesn't even convey into seconds. They might've just given away a first round pick for free. If Dallas is better than OKC in 2028, why not use that pick to go get Xavier Tillman?
0: Yeah. I about it. Yeah. Look, I think, I mean, we talked about it heading into the deadline that, that was the piece they needed they needed a backup yeah. center and they didn't get one
1: um and i don't gafford, know if any- they literally facilitated a gafford trade instead yep. of going to get their own with someone who's going to be their competition go get gafford just take gafford yourself that's right yeah uh, drummond
0: drummond was supposedly available in talks and i mean grab yep. drummond like there were options and they DJ they washington would have
1: been a fantastic yep. thing no kc yep Yep,
0: it's uh yeah, it was one of the frustrating uh one of the frustrating things to come out of that deadline uh, was the fact that the Thunder didn't make any moves given that given their war chest of picks that they've got yep. which you can't use all of them so
1: you've, you
0: you need to start utilizing them as currency. So um anything else before I let you go?
1: I think the Knicks did really well. Yep. they did. Um, and I think out of all the teams that did not really make a move, the Pelicans got the biggest benefit of it.
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, you already touched on the Celtics getting Tillman, getting Springer as well from yeah. from Philly for Probably. basically nothing was an odd move by Philly. Um,
1: but it, I'll be betting the Celtics to win the title at the day the playoff starts, and I'm assured that they're still healthy. Right now the odds are not worth it because of the baked-in injury risk, um, but... Get ready for another Celtics deep playoff run. It's coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and even just thinking long-term now, Jaden Springer is going to be playing behind arguably two of the best defensive point guards or guards in the NBA, in Derek White and Drew Holiday. He, he's in a perfect situation for them to groom him to be their point guard of the future. Yeah. Um, And they still have Peyton Pritchard, who who is he's a really nice, solid depth piece uh, on any team.
1: So, yeah, Celtics did, and a perfect fit because Peyton Pritchard's more of an offensive punch.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did really well without really doing anything or giving up anything. So unbelievable.
1: Like it for Boston. Brad Stevens, new GM of the league. (laughs)
0: That's right. Uh, That will do it then for today's show. Uh, What have you got coming up uh, over the next week? Your your usual shows, I suspect.
1: Usual shows next week. And then once the Super Bowl is over, we'll start doing the check ball where we just talk random basketball topics every Sunday. Yep. Um, we're just waiting for football to end for more people to focus basketball and to not be going up against people wanting to watch Super Bowl because we want to watch the Super Bowl too. So I hope everyone enjoys the big game. If you are watching that, otherwise betting show on here on the advantage sports betting podcast next Wednesday. I just did one on the betting implications of the NBA trade deadline. And then we'll be doing uh, betting and just general basketball talk every week for the rest of the season.
0: Yep. All great stuff. I've got my usual stuff as well. I'll be doing industry pickup recap with Mitch Casey on, uh, on Sunday night. And then I've got my usual shows with Noah, um, with Maddie G and the boys on uh, Thursday night. And then we'll be back next Saturday. Same sort of time, I, I would assume. We'll, we'll, we'll nut that out during the week, but usually it's around this time before games tip off. Uh, that brings us to an end. Thanks for tuning in. We are on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Twitter, YouTube. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe, like, all of that stuff. Uh, it, all, it all helps us build our little brand here uh, that we've got going on. Until next time, catch up.